Hey, what's up everybody? This is Austin Haynes with the Waking Justice Project, and this is your daily wake-up call. Here's what the corporatocracy is up to today, October 1st, 2019. You can visit our website at wakingjustice.org for more details. Here are the headlines. A jaw-dropping new report just released last week by the think tank Rethink X predicts that the meat and dairy industry will go bankrupt by 2030. Researchers predict a major tipping point will occur around 2023 when demand for beef and dairy-based foods will plummet. They say the drop in demand will be driven by new synthetic meat and dairy products that'll cost 50 to 80% less than similar animal-based food products. They say it'll be, quote, the fastest, most consequential disruption in food and agriculture production since the first domestication of plants and animals 10,000 years ago. The researchers say that farmland values will collapse by 40 to 80%. Currently, over 80% of all agriculture lands are used by animal agriculture to graze farmed animals and to grow feed crops for farmed animals. And since about 70% of all the grain that's grown in the U.S. is used to feed farmed animals, the researchers predict that the farmland values will collapse by 40 to 80%. They say that by 2035, about 60% of lands now used for meat and dairy production will be freed up for other uses, including reforestation. As we have previously reported, there's another study where scientists determined that if just 41% of all lands now used by big meat and dairy were returned to native forest, those new forests would sequester more greenhouse gases than humans have put into the atmosphere since the beginning of the industrial age. That would not only halt climate change, it would reverse it. The researchers also predict major improvements in human health due to transitioning away from the animal-based foods of the standard American diet and that the massive use of fossil fuels by big meat and dairy will plummet as well. And that's where we realized the huge flaw in this report. The researchers do not account for the obvious major pushback these innovations will get by corporate elites, especially by big banks and big oil. Indeed, we've seen this before, back in the 1980s when GM tested the new electric car Consumers loved it, but big oil and big banks killed the electric car, all to protect oil profits and the petrodollar system. If you aren't aware how the petrodollar system works to prop up big banks, you can check out our September 13th podcast. It's important info we all need to know. And most folks don't know that big meat and dairy is a major driver for the petrodollar system. Here's how. Big Pharma and Big Chemical both make their primary profits from big meat and dairy. For example, 18 of the top 20 Big Pharma products sold worldwide are pharmaceuticals that treat diseases associated with animal-based foods. 
and Big Pharma uses petroleum-based chemicals to manufacture most all its pharmaceuticals. It's the same with Big Chemical. Big Chem uses petrochemicals to make all its fertilizers and pesticides for meat and dairy production. These are massive, multi-trillion dollar industries, and the researchers are naive to ignore the obvious, massive pushback that'll come from those corporate elites. That's why the agroecology movement is so important. Folks may know about agroecology through the work of Vandana Shiva from India. She's been fighting big chem companies like Bayer and Monsanto for years in India to protect local farmers and wildlife, to help heal the soil, and to recover the nutritional quality in produce. In fact, multiple studies have shown that fruits and vegetables grown decades ago were much richer in vitamins and minerals than those grown today. Researchers and activists like Dr. Shiva blame the declining nutrition and produce on the depletion of soils by Big Kim and industrial agriculture. Of course, Big Kim pushes back on these claims and pays off the politicians to ignore it. And that's why Dr. Shiva sees corporate agriculture as a major threat, not just to the earth, the climate, and our health, but to our democratic freedoms. It's why she encourages community organizing among small-scale farmers to create seed banks, encourage organic farming, and fight local food insecurity. And on the aspect of organic farming, we should clarify a sustainable agroecology would not advocate for the sort of organic farming practiced by corporate organic agribusiness. Most folks don't realize that organic agribusiness is in bed big time with big meat and dairy. Even the most scrutinous shoppers, the vegans, who read every single ingredients label on everything, don't realize that their organic produce uses massive inputs from animal agriculture. Of course, grocery store produce doesn't have ingredients labels, but if they did, they'd read something like, made with blood meal, bone meal, feather meal, or fish meal, and animal manure from factory farms. Those ingredients are gathered from slaughterhouse floors and used in most all commercial organic fertilizers. In fact, organic fertilizers use more animal inputs than conventional fertilizers for conventional produce. That's why small-scale farmers all over are transitioning to so-called biocyclic or plant-based farming. In the US, farmers call it veganic agriculture, which uses natural plant-based composts and cover crops for fertilizers and permaculture methods that attract beneficial wildlife for pest control. And veganic agriculture is especially lucrative for community-based farming, where urban farmers can use the green yard waste from municipal waste streams and green leftovers from local restaurants. At Waking Justice, we believe the agroecology movement and community-based veganic farming is fundamental to the future of food justice in America, and even democratic justice. It was war criminal and neoliberal Secretary of State Henry Kissinger who advised multiple U.S. presidents to adopt his now infamous policies to 
control the nations, control the oil, and to control the people, control the food. Kissinger has been a key architect in what Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Chris Hedges calls the corporate coup d'etat of our democracy. If we are to take back our democracy, then we must free the food to free the people. And we believe that just and equitable local food economies are the key building blocks for a resilient revolution against the corporate plutocracy. If you have any interest in getting involved in food policy issues, or if you're interested in getting involved in community-based farming in your area, please feel free to email us at info at wakingjustice.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you want to learn how all of us in the work of global justice can join together in strategic boycott and force this corporatocracy to the people's bargaining table to end all this injustice and corruption and to save our planet, please visit our website at wakingjustice.org. Check out our about page and listen to our first podcast. But we're running out of time, so join us. Peace. You must be involved in the struggle for freedom and Justice is rising and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's our love.